You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have Thanos Mikolopoulos. Thanos is a stand-up comic originally from St. Catharines, Ontario. We spoke to him about his transition from physics and computer science to stand-up comedy, and a whole lot about the art of stand-up and what we find funny. You can find Thanos on Twitter and Instagram at, at @thanosmic. that's T-H-A-N-O-S-M-I-C, and he's got a couple of uh, shows coming up. February 27th, he'll be in Ottawa at Absolute Comedy. On February 28th, he'll be here in Montreal at the Caffeine Cafe doing the Artisanal Comedy Hour. And from March 5th to 15th, he'll be in Vancouver, but those dates are still to be determined, so stay tuned to Twitter for those. Without further ado, here is the very funny and very talented Mr. Thanos Mikolopoulos on Fire in the Hole. Thanos is part of an ancient race known as the Deviants. The Deviants are an offshoot of the Eternals, who are a race of perfect godlike beings that were created by 2,000 foot tall armored space gods. It's all about Mel Gibson, though, so it's not. Yeah, I'm just trying to find. A, I'm just trying to find a way not to start this by making a big deal about your name because you must have to deal with that shit like every day. Um, I used to hate it. Yeah, I used to hate now it. Now it's awesome. Now it's like, um, well, the first thing I can always separate the nerds from the rest of the people because uh-huh. uh, Thanos, you know, the comic book yeah, character. Heard of him? Yes. Yeah. So um, there's that. So especially if I'm doing a show. And like I, I see people like, oh, Thanos, it's Thanos, it's Thanos. Right. It's like, okay, I kind of know who my audience For is sure. now. Um, when you were a kid, you must have fucking hated it, though. Yeah, I, I kind of hated that everyone would bring it up. It's like, oh, it's just my name. It's just my name. Okay. But uh, now it's like when when a girl's like, oh, that's a cool name. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it For is. people probably Talk think it's me. an artist name. And you're like, no, no, it's my own name. Did they ask you? Or like, <laughs> I've, is that... ne- I've never had that, actually. No one's questioned? Uh, no one's had it's I It's either like, are you named after the comic book character? Uh-huh. Or, or it'll be like, what is that? Right. Yeah. I made a, you know, I want to be judgy of people that do that and go like, you know, names in comic books come from classical literature, yeah. but no one's coming up with new names. No, no. They're like, <laughs> fuck it. And we peaked at the ninth century and we're just not doing anything new after that. We're just going to put twos and threes after it. Well, yeah. Well, with Greeks, it's all you're named after a grandparent. Pretty much, eh? I think there's probably about 12 Greek names, and they just get recycled <laughs> a lot. Hence why you get this, like, uh, oh, Costas, Christos. Nico, yeah. You must know. Exactly. You must know Costa or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Right. Yeah, I guess that that, that contributes. But uh, So w- were you born here? No, you're in Ontario. No, so. I was born, yeah, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. Really? That's okay. uh, Heard yeah. a little laugh there, a little, little chuckle at the end there. <laughs> Is it a small place? Um, I just I never know if people are gonna know where it is. It's not the smallest. It's like uh-huh. one hundred thirty thousand people. That's pretty big. Um, it's like, I know but, it just because by because um, I, we worked for a company, Richard and I, a long time ago that had a, I think had a satellite there or an office there. What was the company? It was like a telemarketing office. 
I'm oh. pretty sure they had like a operations. Yeah, we mm-hmm. definitely. There's a yeah. There's an office there. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a Cytel, I think. Yeah, there you Is go. Is that it? He's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. That was the test. That was the test. Does he know Cytel? Does yeah. he know Cytel? Take your finger off the button. <laughs> <laughs> Call off the dogs. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so so uh, born and raised there, mm-hmm. or um, born and raised there, then um, came to school in McGill. Uh huh. Did four years there in in physics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, depending on who you are. <laughs> well, physics at McGill is pretty pretty. Uh, that's hardcore. Like I'm sure I'm sure there's a I don't know if there's a waiting list, but I'm sure that's a pretty competitive environment. I don't know. I had my head up my ass so far I couldn't tell you. Okay. Like, I just like I want to get in. I want to learn about physics, and then and then uh, did what I had to do to graduate, and uh, got accepted to grad school at UVic. And, um, and then after like a year there, I'm like, yeah, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. What do you end up doing if you study physics? Like I wanted to be a prof. I wanted to do like okay. research, be a prof. Okay. And, uh, I just wonder, I was this wondering. Is like theoretical physics? Or? This was more, I was more in the experimental side. Okay. So the grad work, we were looking at a detector that was like a prototype for a central detector in what's called like a linear collider. So they were trying to plan a new one. Basically, you know, when, when they came up with the, when they found the Higgs boson right. recently, that's the, what the experiment was trying to do, but in a different place. What's the Higgs, Higgs boson? Oh, so the Higgs boson is basically this particle that gives other particles mass. Uh-huh. So things don't have mass unless there's a... Unless Higgs, Higgs shows up. Bo- yeah, unless unless Higgs shows up and puts his bows on in there. Um, <laughs> see, now that, that's, that's... See, you would have made a great prof because I just got that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I suck at physics. That was amazing. <laughs> Guys, was a pretty, if you uh, want matter to have... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It yeah. was a pretty significant uh, find, right? Yeah, it and was. And it's a huge uh, installation, like, was it like miles underground? And yeah, all exactly, too, right? between Switzerland and uh, France there. Mm-hmm. What are the implications of this find? Like, how, how does this impact? Uh, I thought it. Was, I mean, I'm certainly no expert, but I thought it had something to do more with dark matter and stuff like this. But I, mean, I love how not. you're looking at me. I don't know. You don't know. I, I always like the stuff just to find out. You know. Yeah, okay. I don't really care about the. Um, I mean, I mean, there there are like. Uh, you start getting into particle physics and there definitely are is the energy argument. Maybe we can use this for a new energy source. I mean, that's exactly hmm. what they did with nuclear, hmm. right? Yes. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman, chain reaction. <laughs> yeah, I never exactly. saw that. But, <laughs> but I love the name of the title. It, cold, give, cold, it gives fusion, it away. <laughs> this is my uh, history. <laughs> yeah. Nice. My, my, my limits of my knowledge. Okay. But yeah, I mean, finding ways of not, you know, pumping shit into the sky and the waters. Yeah. Hopefully one day. Right? Hopefully one day. And it's just like the more that we know how things work, then the easier we can get them to work for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know if there's any applications right now for... for It seems like uh, the experiments that we're doing are so far beyond, uh, for, for lack of a better way of saying it, what the engineers can keep up with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... It's very, like it's gone too far in the theoretical. Well, it's not even theory. Like, we're, we found these particles now. Okay. So... But the, yeah, the theory is way too far. Like they're talking about stuff that we can't do experiments on. Well, physics. So. I mean, uh, it, it, what it makes me think of what I was reading this week was the uh, the hyperloop. That that right. uh, I was just talking about that last night. Dude is uh, Elon. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> My boy Elon's working on yeah. it. Yeah, boy. Um, I I accidentally found out about the hyperloop project like I think two years ago, three years ago, like 
Yeah. Um, nobody was really, the news wasn't really talking about it. Um, he basically said, like, I have this idea for a thing and anybody can work on it because I'm too busy. So any company who wants to take these, like my blueprints and all the they, ideas yeah. and stuff and they want to make it into I a reality, he's I'm like, too great. busy. Yeah, you know, well, he's trying to go to, the, to Mars <laughs> yeah, by like 2020. I'm busy going to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Someone figure out land travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get us off fossil fuels, give us like the self driving cars. Yeah. And take us to Mars. So my plate's kind of full. <laughs> anybody who wants to work on this, this you is know, what happens when you when you succeed too much. Uh-huh. When you have too many victories on your belt, yeah, you're just like, uh, guys. I was thinking, a bridge to Mars. What are you thinking? Twenty twenty five? Can we do it? <laughs> yeah. Can you? Uh, you know what? Just leak it to the internet. Let someone work on it. I'm too busy. Like, I can't decide how to change the world forever today. Yeah, is yeah, his exactly. biggest problem in the morning. <laughs> what sort of what sort of ego do you have to have to say like, oh, my vision can work out? I have never had that level of ego. Right. I've never believed in myself that much to say like, yeah, I could land someone on Mars. Let's do right. it. Yeah. But, but, he, but he's also like, he, that's that's the sh- really scary thing about Musk is he's he's shockingly. Unless he's also a great actor, which in, in case like fuck you, dude, can you do something wrong? Can can, can you be <laughs> shitty at something? Uh, he is so calm and and not typically like an egomaniac. Yeah. And apparently this this is a guy that you could challenge him on any of his projects, and he can talk shop with you. He's not just like oh that's one of the things I'm. He's just like an overseer. Mm-hmm. No, he understands. He understands much every piece of tech that he he's working on, and he can go like to the cafeteria and chat with the like think tank guys and stay keep up with them right in fact probably run circles around oh them, i bet so. they have an awesome cafeteria i'm just mm. futuristic I, cafeteria you know it <laughs> they, they, they eat in zero grav <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly somebody throws the food in their mouths what i love about elon is that he he acknowledges that a lot of his projects have a very small chance of success yeah. right like he acknowledges that and still pushes forward he's like fuck it yeah let's do this i just i keep expecting him on a news to like pull the zipper off his you know like pull like a zipper down on his face and like i don't know like a four-headed demon gets out of me like and just starts you know consuming the earth with fire like he's too much good and well, too much hope in one, one individual the, the, the one thing that i will say about him the one negative thing that i've heard uh-huh. a bit, bit more egomaniacal than negative is that he's i think he's having a lot of kids Okay. Because he just thinks that the rest of the population is too stupid and shit. He's like worried about. Really? Yeah. It's almost he's like, trying to put smart people back into. Yeah. Is that a, a salacious rumor or is this a thing he's actually spoken on? This this is what I, I heard from a stupid person. I would uh, accept. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so quite totally sure. credible. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. it is true, though, I'm like, cool. <laughs> Certainly there's enough dumbasses putting kids out into the world. So mm. if a smart guy is doing it, I don't know that. And it's not like any of those. Uh, moms are going to be hurting for alimony you know like <laughs> this guy could break a heart every day i love i love here's the thing i love how you think it's with all different women oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's, you're like if i was in elon musk's position oh I, I, <laughs> I don't know it's not it's not it's the same i don't know i, don't I just love the assumption a, though I he think, created a satellite that can impregnate women from space <laughs> yeah. isn't he single like, i thought he was zap, single. bang you're pregnant <laughs> he just shakes your head hi <laughs> they call it the andrew dice clay that's what <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, it, it is disconcerting and it, to see how much good comes out of this person and how much intelligence comes out of this person. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's like that Chinese old man with the grenade hammer <laughs> that I was telling you about. Quick, quick Yeah, quick, I need to hear you know about that guy, right? Okay, no. So they found this guy uh, um, in China, this old man, 
and like one of his relatives or something went over to his house and he likes to build furniture and like talk 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 all day you know and they they realized that he's been using a, a grenade for like 25 years a grenade that he found an unexploded grenade <laughs> he's been using it as a fucking hammer right and, a, and immediately everyone was like wow that's such a cool story i was like this guy is the reason trump's in office he he literally he he created he ripped a hole in the space-time continuum took all the good like all the fortune all the luck all the karma out of out of just sucked it all out and that's why the world is a horrible place because so it was the Chinese, is what you're saying. It was this one. Just like Trump said, it one yeah. Chinese guy. Okay. China, China, China. <laughs> but it was just one. This one old man. So I'm thinking same thing for Musk. It's like he's invested with all this greatness, and therefore no one else is. Or I don't know. Maybe I feel like there's so much, just so much of this to go around, and it's being disproportionately <laughs> handed out to whoever is creating us or not creating us. Maybe that's the next particle they'll find. That, that <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, the cool particle. Or yeah, like, yeah, the luck particle. Yeah, Something. it has great hair. <laughs> it has great. It has abs. It jogs three times a day. Yeah, yeah. There's the, something definitely disproportionate. About the it. best thing about Musk is is when he comments on other people's ideas. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah, the the Chinese are are building a ladder that goes to space, and he just like legit starts. He starts laughing. Are like, you really a bunch of dumbasses? You know? <laughs> he does it. I love that. That's great. Or like, there's a there are like other there are other companies that are competing with sure. like going to space, delivering stuff to the international space, uh, putting a belt around the Earth, you know, whatever right. these stupid or, ones are now going running. to Mars and stuff. Right. And like, but they're they can't get like the the controlled descent, right? That's what that, that's what he's been working on, right? <laughs> so they're working with a bunch of like parachutes and like. Uh, these like Inflatable. big bu- bu- like balloons that uh-huh. inflate and then just like hits the ground like a soccer ball kind of stuff. So it's hilarious when they ask him about that. He's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, if the smartest guy in the world, dumb. and he lays it out like this is why it's dumb, you know? Oh, okay. And this is why it's not going to work. But he's like giggling to himself oh, like, cool. the whole time. I like you know? that. And he could because he could just be like, uh, be be all cynical about it or whatever. But he just sort right. of giggles away. That's great. He's like, ah, you know, if the smartest guy in the world has been not, like all it's Elon Musk for the last like five years has been just videos of rockets landing on a little pad on the water. Mm. You're like, what the fuck is he, this must be really important if he keeps <laughs> doing this because it's unimpressive. I think that's why most people don't give unimpressive? a shit. Are you saying it's not impressive? I, I had to most bones, man. Yeah, I, you and I did, but I think to the average, average person, they're I, like, I thought I was watching something played backwards. I'm yeah, like, that's incredible. Like it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But let's face it. It's not like sexy. Like it's not mainstream sexy. Like, are you serious? It's totally cares. phallic. <laughs> that's true yeah that is true yeah. um but it's going in reverse in which case i don't know i don't want to go too far in that. but the point is like it, it has like kind of that Na- nasa uh, uh footage you know like oh the eye of god and like 10 of your friends will know about it and you're like oh yeah oh, it's this picture space oh, it's nice <laughs> like they can't they don't understand that it's real it's not like uh still from the avengers like it's, it's actual <laughs> fucking space right yeah so i think feel like the rocket landing stuff falls into that category it's, it's not visually exciting to your average person right right but it's more f- of an e- economics thing right because right. mm. that's the main thing is it like the reusability of the same uh the same craft, mm-hmm. right? Like if every... That changes everything. That changes everything. Yeah. It's a complete game changer. But if he keeps doing that, like whenever I see him, he keeps doing... Like if he was fucking with like toothpicks mm-hmm. and he was like trying to... He's going... Dragging himself insane, trying to reinvent the toothpick, I, I'd be like, there must be some 
fundamental <laughs> human value to this. Like I trust in Musk, right? And his name. Where, where the fuck is he from? He's Belgian. Where South, from? Uh, South Africa. Yeah, that's South right. Africa. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That makes sense. Yeah. Elon. And he, and he started PayPal. Oh, yeah. And then he took all of his money fun. from PayPal to, to launch the other business. Does anyone use that? I PayPal? mean, obviously yeah. they do, but do either of you? I, I don't know anyone PayPal? that... Yeah, I, I use PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah okay. sometimes. I mean, yeah. now that you can do an interact email by email or whatever, I think that's kind of... Right. Not... Or or it's a kind of a safer way to do transactions on sites that you're not that mm. sure about, yeah, yeah. right? Like, like Amazon, you're fine with, but like some other little site, you're like, mm, I'll go with PayPal. Yeah, PayPal's mm. pretty... Like they don't ever actually get your information. Okay. They just get paid by PayPal. Yeah. Right. I sound like an 80-year-old man right now, right? <laughs> What's this PayPal nonsense from the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? eBay as well. I mean, that, that's that's pretty much... What's the site now? eBay? What What's that? Where you sell stuff on, online? Like huh, this stuff? is newer. I no. think it's pronounced a buy. <laughs> a buy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. I think it was originally um, made for for eBay, and okay, then, and then eventually Actually, yeah, acquired acquired by by eBay, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you're going to pay some guy for some, you know, something in his garage, you don't want to be giving him <laughs> your credit card information. Or... Yeah. Here's my address and my children's first names. That's right. Yeah. Again. My date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's having all those kids, so no one could keep up with his personal data. Maybe. Ever still, they're like, uh. This can't be right. Cesare has 28 children <laughs> and 52 grandkids. This can't be it. Well, he needs people to go to Mars. So. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, wait He's a second. building up a space colony. This is the plot to Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck. That's what he's working his way up to. Yeah. And there's tons of people who have actually signed up to go for the one-way trip to Mars. Oh, yeah. Mars One? Yeah. Have you heard of this project? Mm -hmm. It's completely nuts. It is, but there's part of me that admires the courage of these people. I mean, they have no clue what they're in for. They're mad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, seen. I've watched a few of the videos because they used to have. They still might have some of the, the the demos that people sent in to like. Please pick me. Yeah, and it ranges from batshit nuts, like like you never wanted to live on this planet. Kind of, you were mm. kind of just you. Every day, you have to bite down because you have to live here. <laughs> uh, and people were like, "I live in Brazil, in the favela." Every day they shoot and kill. Please take me away. <laughs> right? Save me, Elon. Save me, Elon. Right? Or, or it's like some 40-something crazy Australian guy, because they're always Australian, uh, like hanging upside down. And you're like, oh! And like, just like, I'm ready to go! And like way too chipper about the whole thing, right? Hmm. Hasn't heard about the tech, doesn't know anything, but he's, he's so happy in Australian. <laughs> he's got a surfboard and he's ready to fucking go to Mars, right? Probably to surf on Mars. That's probably the point. Mm. <laughs> now, it might be stereotyping a little bit here. But, we heard you found water. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that kind of water. have you heard any updates about Mars One? Because I remember the, the pitch, but I haven't heard from them since. No. No, I haven't heard anything. Because they had the whole little video on how they're going to land the pods. Mm -hmm. and yeah. No, they're still, they're still a ways off, but... I mean the, the that demo that's actually what it's going to pretty much what it's going to look like. It's it wasn't just some kind of concept art like right. it, these are these are the actual designs of what like the, the pods would look like, what the living quarters uh -huh. would look like, how long it would take to get there. 
all that stuff. What so, happens if something goes wrong? It's like, a is there show. anyone trained on that on that flight? Well, they're trained. They they, are, they do get extensive training, but there, there's only one really fundamental problem, from what I can see, is there's no law enforcement whatsoever. Right. And there's absolutely nothing preventing the first group of people from one of them, possibly the strongest, to sort of declare himself king of Mars. Yeah. Like Lord of the Flies. Lord style. of the Flies style, right? And just be like. <laughs> Put the women over there, or put the men over there, whichever he's yeah. whichever he's into, and just be like, bring me the food, and and like I'll kill anyone that that challenges me. Like we just have to watch this, right? Because it's going to be a televised show. That's the whole Is idea. It? It's supposed to be a reality show, yeah. So it's going to be Let's like watch this, these people go to their deaths. This horrific, that... yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like imagine if they'd put cameras in the uh, the that plane in Alive. <laughs> actually had to watch that whole like Game Two Winter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right on Mars. So, it's a beautiful world. And uh, speaking of Thanos, um, no, this Thanos, the one that's here. Uh, how how did you make the transition from physics to comedy? From physics to comedy. So uh, there was a, a a middle step where I got involved with computers. Uh-huh. That's also boring to me. But um, eventually, what uh, what started happening was I realized I was really bored with these jobs. Uh-huh. And uh, I was sort of, I was unemployed for, for a while. And um, I was, uh, I'd always been interested in comedy. Ever since a kid, I uh, would watch comedy on TV with my sister. And that just carries on till today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was making my girlfriend watch some special with me. Which means like it's serious at that point. Like if, I, if I'm if i making a woman watch comedy, it's like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> I, I think we could, we could get along. But um yeah, so what finally uh, she turned around to me halfway through and she's like, yeah, you should probably try that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, you mean go on stage? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably should. Uh-huh. So then. <laughs> That's a good person that does that. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Uh, Richard was that girl for me. He, really? He, he, <laughs> Uh, oh you <laughs> no, stop it no but uh that that's a that's a special person like that's not something that uh, uh uh anybody would just say like people will throw out you know pleasant like meaningless pleasantry like oh you'd be great up there oh you should have your own show <laughs> but someone goes you should go up there like they're watching a comedy show and be like you should do this that's 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 deep. Yeah, no, she's great, and she ruined my life with it. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm stuck in comedy now. What am I going to do? I can't stop. Well, to be fair, you took the plunge, but yes, okay. Yeah. She, so she's the one that stirred you wrong. She made you eat the apple. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. exactly what happened, and I can't stop now. So well, I guess you started doing open mics and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Start with first show was at the Comedy Works when Jimbo was still running it. Uh-huh. And then two weeks later, they shut down. Right, I take responsibility. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, getting on uh, the open mics that I could. Um, luckily, before I could book the first show, it uh, there was like a month before I decided, like between when I decided to the first show. So I just kept writing because I was terrified that I wasn't going to be funny at all. So that doesn't go away for me. I don't know. No, oh no, it never <laughs> it goes go away. away. It never goes away. <laughs> it gets worse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, because your standard gets higher and higher. Probably. That's that what sense. it is. That makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. what it is. And you just, you, you're at the clubs and you keep hearing all these jokes. And then you start hearing basically all the different types of jokes. And it's like, well, how do I come up with something that's new and funny? Right. I, I don't know. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Most times it doesn't. <laughs> it's so subjective. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And that's weird for me from coming from a science background because it's like, well, either either this is happening or it's not. You're either seeing this particle or you're not. Uh-huh. And the particle has these properties. And now it's like, why aren't you laughing? That was funny. <laughs> like yeah. That's profound, man. Yeah, that makes perfect sense that you, that would be complete mindfuck. Uh-huh. At point. You're like, uh, all the elements are there. Why isn't it, you know, bubbling? Why isn't it working? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, computer. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a motherfucker uh, when you put together something that's super sort of, you're like, all the pieces are there. And mm-hmm. then you just, people are just looking at you. And, and, and it may be because you were completely off and wrong. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. But it could just, the same look on their face could also be that they're just not really into it, anything that day. They still man, they still sat in the front row, but they're elsewhere, right? They're in yeah. the finals. Uh, their car broke down. They don't have the money to fix it. Uh, they're a significant other, blah, 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 right? So, but there's no way to tell that difference. And I don't know for you, but... There was that one day at the at the works, the comedy works. Oh yeah, where like no one was laughing at all at anything. No, it was like, so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, just comedy left the building. Was that recently? Uh, uh, yeah, that was a couple, couple months, months ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that was so it weird. Was that that strange. Uh, I've never seen anything like it before. It was so palpable, 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 palpable. That's it was a so word. palpable uh, that when people came off, instead of going like, "Wow, geez, I got to work on my stuff," right? People were like, "What the fuck's going?" Like the comics were just looking at each other, and like the more uh, veteran guys were like, "Yeah, just sometimes it's, uh, it's yeah weird. It's just you get a full one, moon or some shit." Yeah, the only way I I know to recognize it, and this is this isn't always true, but there's sometimes you get like the guy who goes on uh, before you, and they're killing, and you're like, "Really? They're laughing at at this?" There, there's part of me that's like, "Well, if they're laughing at this, then they're really gonna like my stuff." Uh-huh. And there's another part of me that's like, "If they're laughing at this, they're gonna hate my stuff." Like it's yeah, a different type of comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a different type of comedy. But I'm maybe they're a receptive audience. But I think that's just my negativity that's coming through. <laughs> but like you, when you go see it too, like you don't step up. You're just watching other guys do it, and at different places, you also mm-hmm. realize how completely different it is from one night to the other. Oh yeah, like I've seen guys um, do their thing in like fucking crickets one one day, and they were the they were the funniest thing the other day, and it's the same exact material. Mm. Yeah, it's just them. That's what changes. And I've noticed with me too, I'm inconsistent in my performance. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely when I'm in a bad mood, you can, especially when I started off, I think I can hide it better now, but you you could tell. Like I was putting people off. I mean, if you oh, just, yeah. you just got to stop kicking the stool over when you get on stage. <laughs> it's an easiest fix there. You got to stop punching the host. And stop. <laughs> All right, monkeys, pay attention. <laughs> okay, so like you have trouble like reining in, like you project your mood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like if I'm in a really bad mood, if I'm in a bad place, that'll, it's hard for me to, uh, I really need to tell myself be- before shows to have fun. Like, yeah. that's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to suffer, <laughs> you know. It's a so, slippery slope. Yeah, I got, I got, the last few months it's been where, like, I'm like, okay, no, I'm here for fun. This is mm. what it's supposed to be. Everyone's here to have a good time. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, what was it, last week? Last week or the week before at the Nest, I went up and uh, I was in a really bad place. Oh, yeah? Like, fresh. Like, ima- picture somebody shiving you just before you go up on stage. Okay. I was, like, one step removed from yeah. that, right? So. I'm literally like holding my guts in and I get on stage and I almost slipped into stage confessional mode. Like I almost started talking about my okay. problems <laughs> and then I was just like, yeah, 
quickly arranged it and pulled it back and then like back to the material quickly because I don't know if the, it was tempting to just try to hash it out on stage but mm. I needed more than six minutes for that one <laughs> yeah. I, I, took, I took a heavy one like six minutes now yeah that's one of those things you want to try to avoid because it feel it feels right see the pro the problem is when you look at like great comics they make it look so goddamn easy yeah mm. and it's like even when like you take an example of that like when Tig had all that shit happen to her and you know double breast cancer and C D. yeah 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 that was hard all that stuff yeah and then she did that half hour that was killer that didn't just happen to her. Like right. she had a couple of weeks to process it. Sure. You know, and, and that level that she's at, I'm sure that a couple of weeks was enough. But now like, it's like, oh, my girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm going to tell everyone about this. It's not going to go well. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> or you better have a killer fucking line at the end of it, right? Because uh, if it's, if the end of At our level, end, I don't think he can. <laughs> I don't, I don't if think the end of can. the joke is, and I'm alone now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, welcome to life, asshole. Like that's oh, it's not what you want to hear from a crowd. That's worse than silence. Like yeah. oh, yeah. Like groan. Yeah. And everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. If that's your closer, yeah. That's... yeah. Like if if you're gonna if you're gonna thera- therapeutically like engage your pain or whatever, then there better be a fucking like amazing punchline to it. Mm-hmm. I feel. I agree. You definitely yeah. can take them to dark places if you want to, but make them laugh yeah. eventually. CK, I think, eventually. Is, has proven that. Oh, right? yeah. Like, the yeah. guy turned his entire divorce into, like, a, a set, and uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because he kept it in, like, he's talking about his personal things, but he wasn't, like, falling apart in front of the crowd. And he always worked in that awkward place where you're ashamed of yourself and you're horrible and you're disgusted by what your body, your mind, your thoughts. Well, he should be. He's a horrible person in every aspect of the... Apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> oh. but the, He's a comic. He has to be. I think discomfort is his style. Like discomfort. Mm. Like, I've never watched his shows, but I saw a clip of him uh, in Louis um, mm. where he's in this like cab or, or, or limo or whatever. Yeah. And he's got one of those overly enthusiastic drivers who likes he's really chatty. Okay. And starts talking about like how he had Bill Burr in the car, what a what a class act Bill Burr is. And then he had this other guy and just even the back like sort of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. And at one point he's like, you know what? That's great. He just cuts him off. He's like, that's great. Okay, listen, um, those guys are great and they love doing the road and they they, they really love it. I don't. Okay. I just do the road. Okay, but I just want to be alone right now. And <laughs> And, and 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 he's just this really awkward, heartfelt sort of confession to the guy yeah. that like, can you just just fucking drive and shut? But the dude starts crying because <laughs> he's so he's so into his job that he just starts weeping, and now he's in this awkward like that's where he lives. Yeah. So if a guy like that goes up and does a bit about like his divorce and everything, I think that works. But if you're just like a comic number twenty nine, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're like, my wife took my kids. Well, you're like, oof. <laughs> People come to offload <laughs> on comedy, not take on yeah. <laughs> yeah. more yeah. human tragedy. Yeah, I think it's the reason you avoid Trump as much as you can. Uh, I don't know. I think people a... would be waiting for the punchline at that point rather than like, no, seriously, I need you guys to help me. <laughs> what should <laughs> I do? Seriously, guys, you have a, can someone give can, me a, can I sleep on your couch tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I just, I just need to coach. move a couple of things. <laughs> do you have a truck? <laughs> Again, that could be worked into a bit, but if it's genuine, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Well, the, it, it's, it, that needs to be balanced with, um, 
with what 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 uh, draws me to to comics is this honesty. Like uh, you see it in in like uh, Louis and 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 Bill Burr often yeah. talks about like how he's got a crazy temper and he's a psychopath. And uh-huh. Patrice was super honest about himself. And uh, um, he, even a guy like like Jerry Seinfeld, like who doesn't seem like he's just he seems like a, just a silly guy. Like everything that he says has this like grave honesty about it. How everything is just ridiculous hmm. and nothing really matters. Um, yeah, even in his vanilla kind of approach to it, it's yeah, still, it doesn't seem yeah, it's hypercritical, yeah, and uh, it's just straightforward and honest. Yeah, I find. Yeah, I feel like that's a relatively recent development in comedy too. Like there, the honesty, to a certain degree. I mean, there's guys going back, I think, a while now that made like their brand was the like okay, uh, raw or delirious, aged really badly. <laughs> but I mean, you 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 take you you um take that one apart it's basically mostly about growing up in the ghetto that's what it's about right growing up in the ghetto and then kind of being a little hotshot 18 year old 20 year old whatever superstar and then raw you can tell he's you can tell exactly what's happened to him it's all about like women and and trifles and trying to get his money and money and uh, Hollywood life yeah right and almost all of the ghetto stuff is gone because he's been right <laughs> yeah because he got taken out of the ghetto, but exactly, yeah. he he got out of his element. What made him funny, um, and then he stopped being funny. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> well, I, I think I might disagree with that, but I I personally feel he's lost. He completely lost his edge once he left his environment and became like a star. And then I felt he just turned into like this weird hmm. vanilla dude. But I mean, that's just my point of view. Well, what I'm saying is, the honesty thing is not necessarily hundred percent new, but certainly. Not everyone can do it. Now it seems like every other special I watch, people yeah. talk about really personal stuff. And I think that that that's the the difference. If I can make there, there's a difference between now what you're seeing is like this personal honesty that's happening. Whatever, my wife left me. Uh, I'll always be alone. Uh, yeah, I'll always be right. alone. Um, I'm an alcoholic. This type of stuff. Versus, <clears throat> I think comedy has always tried to find a a, a, a universal truth. You know, like when when. Um, when Rodney Dangerfield did his stuff, it's like, here's some schmuck mm-hmm. who, like, you see him in, like, a business suit and his life is falling apart. And, like, everyone's kind of like that. Like, they're trying to make it and yeah, they're trying they, to do as good as they can. So, like, the 80s desperation. Yeah, there's, like, a universal truth there as opposed to you actually think that this stuff is happening to Dangerfield. Right. You know, it's just like, here's a character that everyone can relate to. Well, not everyone, but enough people. Um, yeah, like a, a George Carlin, like, kind of... Um, Showing the naked sort of ugliness of America um, in his in his material, but like clearly he wasn't necessarily suffering from any of those. Yeah, but he 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 wanted to kind of th- he liked to throw hypocrisy back at people. Uh, but if you watch his really old stuff, it really it really didn't start that way. He was a much more straightforward. I've heard. I've never I've never seen the really old stuff. Yeah, you kind of see him morph into like the hey man, like the bell bottoms, fuck the man kind of dude, like in the seventies. And then full on like, uh, you know, we're bombing brown people <laughs> and uh, fuck kids. Like I hate kids. <laughs> this whole stop having children. Uh, the government sucks. The wars wars are unjust or whatever. But yeah, like now I think it's become much more acceptable to mm-hmm. go like, yeah, to do like an hour special on your club foot. <laughs> I'd like to see that incidentally. I don't know who could do that. Someone with a club foot. I just like if you had yeah, a handicap. Essential. 
That's, I think that should be a, a question for that uh, project you have. Mm. If you had a handicap, would you use it in your comedy? <laughs> well, here's the... Um, I think he was just at the Nest this week. And what's his name? Samuel Conroe or Conroe or something. Okay. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen like a full set of his, but I know he's got Tourette's, so a lot of tics. Really? And the oh, that's set, right, like nervous tics. Yeah. The sets I've seen on like Conan and late night shows, it's basically five minutes of him talking about his tics. Oh, really? I mean, it's, it's funny, but so yeah, so people do do it. Yeah, I guess I, I would make. I, I wasn't if I were in a wheelchair or I had some sort of weird deformity, I'd be all over that shit. <laughs> I, you, you, holy crap! If I talked funny, oh my god! I, 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 I love how you think like you'd be so so self assured. <laughs> no, I think I would. I think it takes a lot of work. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, fuck it. God took my legs. <laughs> well, fuck you, God. Here, and I would just like, I would like fall out of my chair i just like <laughs> shake my legs at the public like i would just i would just do it i would just go crazy i would go crazy with it i think i think you're a better person than i am I, or worse i, I yeah maybe <laughs> much worse well i tore a pair of pants the other day i thought the entire world was against me <laughs> like i can't can't deal with this Jesus. i don't know maybe. not this <laughs> not again why do you why? think do you think there's a limit to how much personal stuff people should should do on stage or is it up to the um, talented talent of the person it's up to the talent it's up to the talent of making it relatable like if you had something that only happens to like one in a million people right like i can't think of something right now but if it's like a very rare uh, hardship that you had that people can't get into all right, right. like yeah you have some weird condition where your eyes can see. Yeah, like the I'm other allergic way. to the sun or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to the sun. By the way, this is why I do comedy because right. it's all at night, and no one's awesome. really gonna get it. I think, although that kind of sounds hilarious. <laughs> maybe maybe that could work. But there's that condition. Yeah, I forget what it is. Yeah, it's like weird anemia where you can't direct sunlight is bad for you mm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting in, human interest story. It's kind of an odd oddity type of thing. But I always wonder, like, like the other night, uh, by complete accident. All this, all the acts uh, had something uh, like sperm related in them. Like it, it. It was dirty as fuck. You could have sworn they had like a little powwow in the back, and they didn't invite me because I was yeah. an ally. But everybody had some jizz-related joke on the set, hmm. and it became like jizz fest, yeah. jizz for laughs. <laughs> right, that's the title. Uh, jizz for laughs, and <laughs> and we were just like, oh, ooh, uh, and. I realized I don't think I don't think those I don't think ejaculation or or or, or semen jokes are funny or at least I've never heard like, like they can be but do you like do you find sexual humor interesting at all if it's done well what I mean what, what, can you think of an example of like where the line is if there is a line uh, that's a matter of taste um it depends like I you know you got those uh those sometimes it's just so ridiculous that it's funny like when people get into like those weird like you know like the street jokes about those sex moves like the the ghost or the right. poltergeist and stuff like right. that is just so over the top yeah. and ridiculous that it ends up being funny cuz like in my head i'm like well maybe there's one guy that tried that or something but <laughs> like who would i want to meet that guy who the hell is doing shit like right. that Where's but, the lab where this is? Yeah, where is where is the lab? How did you think of this? What are the yeah, to be have scrum with? meetings? <laughs> do you have a job? You can't have a job and do this like <laughs> is this the engineering degree what's what's required? You're like, okay guys, a half handstand, double twist, 
and we're gonna call it the porcupine penis. But they like, actually call it that. But see, like that's to me that's funny because that still leaves like a a step. It's still a step away from like bodily fluids and stuff that like honestly is not super interesting, uh, mm. uh, or at least not stuff that you want to know about other people, right? Yeah. Um, you talk about awkwardness of sexual encounters. That's totally relatable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, trying to emulate something you've seen in a movie and then like falling off a first floor balcony or something. You know, these are all kind of like you can you know can get there. It's 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 risque, but you're not talking about jerking off for for you know on your shoes and then like people are just like looking at your shoes. Are you taking a shot at Jeff Schuella right now? <laughs> no, I love that dude. I fucking love that dude. No, he's, he's great. Super he's nice. great. Uh, plus he wins in terms of number of kids. Um, He's got three kids, doesn't he? I didn't know he had kids. Yeah. We're okay. talking about the tall black dude? No. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else, though. Okay. Is that a joke? Because I that's then someone else is doing the sperm on the shoes jokes. Really? Yes. Holy jeez. There's apparently enough <laughs> enough comedy material in there. I feel like that one was off the cuff. I was off the cuff, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my point is, is that, like, I feel there's a line there that, like, unless you're some sort of fucking second coming, haha. <laughs> If you're, unless you're some sort of uh, comedic genius, we'll edit that out, right? I, I swear to God, I was that was not meant. To be, like, I just, uh, <laughs> unless you're some sort of comedic prodigy, like I just don't feel like that. That, that the bodily fluids are funny. Like I feel like it's always ew to me. Yeah, uh, it, it's contextual. I, I'm having a hard time thinking of a time when it would be funny, but uh, yeah, it it, it it it's like. Oh, isn't that like? It comes from a shame place, I think. A shame of this bodily fluid, and that's why people kind of laugh at it. And like all laughter is kind of good, but anyone can do it. Anyone can talk about jerking off. Like, I where's the so. skill there? I guess. I guess. I mean, I started off with stuff like that too, and it's like uh, I, I, don't, I don't resent. I don't do it anymore. I don't resent somebody doing that joke. I just, I just feel like it puts such a weird vibe in the room when you go there. Like you'll get one or two people going, hey, 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 hey. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're really. That's like, the guy who invented the broken penis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The dirtier it gets, people the more they love it. But, um, I don't know. I mean, we don't. Nobody likes bodily fluids. Not really. <laughs> I mean, if we did, they wouldn't. We wouldn't have this bullshit thing in movies where like sex is super like clean all the time. Right. And they just kind of roll over and chat. There's no like, okay, ah. not my t-shirt. Or I should go get a towel or I'm going to go shower or, uh, oh, no, it's on the sheets or whatever, right? Like, none of that. You never see that. We've completely eliminated it from the mainstream for a reason. It's not super practical. Hmm. And it's not something that, you know. I think it's contextual, too. It is. Like, if you're fine with fluids, you're fine with fluids in that setting. Right. Like, if if you're... really into into i don't know let's say girls squirting on you for instance you don't want that during dinner like you want that in the context of sex i think you're right about that. you know Mm -hmm. so to just talk about it outside of you being turned on at a comedy club but it's like the proximity too right like your role yeah that's what it is and the guy like she was squirting squirting you know and I was splooching and splooching, and then you're just like, dude, this is so uncomfortable yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe just me. I don't know. Well, no, it's I'm it's it's weird. Like, it's okay, a the, weird thing to talk. The about. only sperm joke I ever heard that was funny that I thought like navigated that <laughs> navigated that line really well was that it wasn't even a bit. It was a CK on uh, Mark Maron. 
Okay. Where he's telling him about being having his first kind of cash money when he was a comedian. He just have a lot of cash mm, money. That's but right. It was all he had, and he's always been an impulsive, reckless guy. And he goes and he buys a trumpet or something. <laughs> he's, never, <laughs> yeah. he's never played a trumpet. Yeah, right. And then he ends up in a peep show, and he accidentally uh, like nails the the case to the trumpet. Right, and then so far so you're like, oh no, he's entering like spur material. This is gonna be gross. But then the joke is, he's like, that's when I realized I should have come to the peep show first, <laughs> and I'd be, I'd still have five hundred bucks in my pocket, right? Like <laughs> that he didn't really need the trumpet. Yeah, it was he just needed to to some relief, and he should have right. So there, like the sperm. That's it, not even a sperm joke. It's no. not really a sperm yeah. joke, right? It gets you on the fan. You're like, ooh. And then he comes at you from another area. Yeah, exactly. Classic misdirection. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Classic <laughs> spur misdirection. Classic. I mean, I'm just, I'm just sort of spitballing here, um, but <laughs> I can't help myself. It's wonderful. <laughs> but I'm just trying to, like, I'm, I'm just trying to explore this, this thing called comedy because it's so, it's so weird. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. How long have you been at it? Like two and a half years now. Okay, so you're relatively new in the in the game. Yeah, let's uh, go with that. Yeah, it's, yeah, I feel that's relatively. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, do you have a style that you you feel you've settled on, or? Oh Jesus Christ! No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. That's part. That's part of. I guess my my huge criticism about myself is I. I feel like the people that I really enjoy watching, like they know who they are, as a person and can write to that character. Mm. You know, and that character is decently close to who they actually are, and. Uh, I haven't figured that out. You okay. know, I, I know that there's a way I like to do a cadence on stage and the pauses that I like to use and stuff like that. And uh, I definitely have some jokes that, that work that might not work for other people. But uh, in terms of figuring out what that is and being able to write it down and just write for myself, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a process. It's a life journey. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember, uh, I think I've seen you once. Uh, I do remember your cadence and you you speaking very clearly. Like, do you have public speaking experience or is this? Or no, it's just, um, I don't know where it comes from, but. Uh, like a radio just always, broadcast. Yeah, just of. a radio broadcast type of thing. Uh, um, we all used to gather around the old radio and my <laughs> War of the Worlds. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but uh, um I did used to do, it's weird, I was just having this talk last night, I don't do imitations at all now, but I used to, as like an early teenager, and I used to be good too, and then I just stopped for some reason. I don't know why. Do you remember who you did? I did a great Barney Gumble from Uh, from The Simpsons. Oh, right, right. The alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, it was like dead on. Um, And just, you know, like political figures around, that kind of stuff, but... uh, uh, accents too. Oh, accents too. Like I uh, grew up like next to an Indian family, and my Indian accent used to be like dead on, yeah. and now it just sounds like I'm making fun of people. Okay, like it's it's <laughs> gone. It's totally gone. It's interesting how some people like can nail some and not other accents, and it's so random. Like I I I can't do Australian. Sometimes I could do it for like a minute, but I can't summon it. Yeah. Right, same thing with with various variations of British accents and things like that. But some people are like effortless. Well, the Greek the Greek accent I I can do. I mean, it's it's a bit uh, tough, but just because I just have to think of my family. Okay, yeah, and that's how they sound. So. You kind of had a, a lot of uh, different. Uh, yeah, well, exposure. most of my family is in Greece, so when I went over there and 
didn't speak a lot of Greek, like the cousins who speak English, like you hear, you hear the accent and it's very, actually it is kind of clear. It's kind of a clear way of talking because they don't, they don't have that many vowel sounds in Greek. Like there's no uh sound in Greek. There's no like, uh, like weird in between sounds that we have in English. It's a lot of, a lot of ahs. Uh, a, e, e, o, u. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's all they have. <laughs> Everything else is going to fall into one of those five categories. Hmm. And so you, yeah. That's it's funny that it has a comical thing here in Montreal, like the Greek thing, the Italian thing, but especially the Greek thing has like a comical and, and like, you're like, this is the language from which a lot of our languages sprang, right? Yeah. And we use a, a shit ton of Greek words. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it's somehow comical to have a Greek accent. But then again, there's Greek accents and there's Montreal Greek accents, I feel. <laughs> so, yeah. Very specific. Yeah. I just recently got introduced to, to that accent. It's a little bit different. Yeah. It's a little bit different. It's almost a mishmash of others because, like, Italians are, have the same thing here, too, eh? Yeah. 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 And li- some Lebanese people, too, up in, uh, like, Ville Saint Laurent and stuff like that, there's a little bit of crossover there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a Mediterranean thing. What I find is, is weird when someone has the accent but doesn't speak the language. Right. Right. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> right? They just pick, they just pick it up from all the people that were around them. Right. That's great. But they don't actually speak Greek or Italian. Yeah. That's true. That's super weird and yeah. very common. It's very common. Uh-huh. It's a Montreal thing. Yeah. St. Leonard thing. Well, I will say comedy, it's interesting. Comedy is, I do think, is, the you know, supposed to push the line, push towards the lines of the medium. There are more people now who will let you know if they think you went over the line than ever before. Don't I know it. I mean, you have to yeah. feel the same yeah. way about comedy. Yeah, but they keep moving the lines in for no reason. Right. I, I, I do this joke about... Um, uh, the way people need to have the, justify their cell phone. I need to have it with me because people are so important. Right. You know, I said, well, they don't seem very important the way you scroll through them like a gay French king. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> well... That's very offensive to the gay French king. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, I did this yeah. line recently in front of an audience. <laughs> and you can... Comedy's where you can kind of feel like an opinion. Uh, French guy... Uh, is suing uh, Uber for forty-eight million dollars, which is a really like specific number. I'm not <laughs> sure where he got that number from, and it's because he's blaming Uber for ruining his marriage uh-huh. on account that of a glitch on the update or the notifications uh, that he turned off or he thought were turned off. But even his phone was dormant; it kept like showing up all of his like your driver's on the way. Uh, like basically showing all of his like Ubering while he was supposedly like at work or something. Okay. And his wife kind of put two and two together. And now yeah. he's in a divorce situation. So he wants 48 million. So, so he was ang- actually cheating? Yes. Oh, okay. So he's angry because he got caught is, is what it is. <laughs> he's that's $48 is. million dollars angry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of angry. That's a lot of misplaced uh, grief. <laughs> Maybe he was worth like... Ninety-six million dollars, and had to give it half to his yeah. wife in the divorce. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, I want the forty-eight back. Maybe he had some some really brutal prenup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now he's going to have to pay the piper. But uh, yeah, that's the age we live in now, where people just are not accountable. <laughs> like when 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 you say French, you mean like Quebecois French no, or like from Fr- France? French. Okay, that's I think what makes it funnier. Because of course, there's the stereotype of the the cheating Frenchman, <laughs> right? Yeah, if you marry a French guy, you know what you're in for. I feel <laughs> you should be at some point. Yeah, don't you expect him to cheat on you? Is it is it like marriage is really stable there, but like cheating is through the roof? 
it's one of those things where like in societies where marriages are tend to be stable there's infidelity yeah. through the roof they where, just figured out how to do it yeah <laughs> where there's a low that's the secret to the to a good marriage is infidelity yeah well like uh, those scandinavian countries where like there's next to no uh like child molestation but bestiality is through the roof okay yeah yeah i read that stat somewhere and i was just like oh Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had to trade one for the other, yeah, it's a tough one. First, you're like, yeah, I'd rather rather someone go to town on a <laughs> livestock than someone's kids, like obviously. But then that's still terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Why does that energy have to go somewhere? Why, but we, but we do can't... prioritize humans. I I hope. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's just a bad deal. I'm like, where 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 are these demons coming from? <laughs> need need an outlet. What's going on? People don't have enough sex, I don't think. Possibly. Or or it's um it's too uh like there's too many hoops or I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Taboos. Uh, taboos about it. I don't know. Ashley Madison dot <laughs> <laughs> com. That's okay to talk about pedophilia and bestiality as long as you don't talk about fluids. Exactly. Exactly. But see, that's another topic that's that's completely like fair game now. Like you can make weird priest jokes now, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, but you can't make domestic violence jokes. Like these 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 little like settings keep changing so- socially, and nobody actually declares it. It's just it happens. Like, you gotta retire your old material because it's not acceptable anymore. <laughs> At some point, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever done a joke that you saw somehow grow cold over time, or like I th- I thought it grew cold. Yeah, or like because maybe socially it was people weren't there anymore on that topic. Um, no, I don't think I've been in it long enough to see that happen. Yeah, but you could see how it might, right? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's very interesting. I th- I don't know. I think you can make if you do it right, you can make fun of just about anything. Um, here's something that that I want to say about this though. You're like uh, domestic abuse jokes aren't aren't funny. And when when people say that. I think I think there's a group of people that think that people go around making jokes about how it's funny when women get beaten up. Like that's not right. That's not actually what a joke like that. I don't know how anyone could make that funny. I've heard mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard. I, I think the problem is that it, the, the danger is that like inept inept comics going down that road. Like they think just the shock of it is is enough for a joke. Right. Yeah. Or some of or they don't somehow get the the, the like nuance yeah. of it yeah you need to be like a fifth end black belt in order to pull that <laughs> yeah you know? <laughs> you're a white belt and, they've yeah. seen their favorite comic do it i have yeah. seen it i've seen it on stage i've seen a guy go up there and try to do the like uh misogyny thing hmm. but he never established a sort of trust mm. Or uh, he never kind of established himself as like, hey, this is all like wink, wink. Yeah, you need the, you need a, some rapport. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes, uh, more rapport than you can build in a five-minute set. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Like or the one. face for it, at the very least. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you're like talking about punching bitches and you look like a guy that might be punching <laughs> bitches, that's not a good mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a good mix Yeah, you got, you got to play it off somehow. It definitely takes some nuance. And um, Do you think appearance plays into it? Appearance plays into everything, aside from radio. Like, do 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 you think? I, I was thinking about this. It's always weird when very very good looking people do comedy. Hmm. Like if someone's like shredded, 
great hair, the whole bit. It somehow seems to work against well, them. Thank, thanks for the insult. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I think I just got insulted here. I was, I was referring to myself as well. <laughs> but I don't know, like if you're... It's either insulting your looks or your Or comedy. my comedy. It's, one, it's not good either way. It's not good either way. Both ways, I'm doomed. <laughs> good point. Okay, well done. No, but there seems like, I mean, there's the classic example of if you're a big overweight guy with a Southern accent and like a Southern American accent, that's almost, that's almost like a genre, right? Right. That's almost like, you just got to go like, well, I love my sandwiches. And then there's your first special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three, three seconds special. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Sandwiches. <laughs> I could think of 10 guys right now that just do that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen fat women do the I eat, I eat so much thing yet because I don't think we've reached that equality yet. I feel like it's a <laughs> sign of equality. <laughs> yeah. We get our first overweight lady and making fun of, uh, you know, eating yoo-hoos, yo-hoos, ho-hoos, 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 yeah. 7-Eleven thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I've heard this thought articulated before that like being weird looking is kind of like a boon. Comedy. It can definitely help. I, I I remember having this talk uh, with with the friend, and he was I can't even remember what the joke was, but I'm like, yeah, no one's gonna believe that you you look too good, man. You can't. That joke's not gonna fly. Right. And he's like, oh, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like you're, you're an okay looking guy. Uh, yeah. And he didn't. You know, you can be good looking and not know that you're good looking. Hmm. I guess that plays. Those, those are actually oh. the best people to date. <laughs> yeah. For sure. They don't know what they, they don't have. have an attitude, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, until someone comes along and makes them realize it, and then they leave you. Late, no, late, bo- late bloomers are great because they don't have that inborn oh, that's a assholeish point. confidence. Right, they suffer through those yeah. formative years. They, they suffered. They, yeah. Then their complexion cleared up, uh-huh. but they don't have any of the like uh, I'm a winner all the time. Yeah, everything. They didn't yeah. peak in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a, there's a component of it where you, it needs to be believable. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But if, if not, then you, you lose like a suspension of disbelief or something. And like it just brings you out of the experience, perhaps. No, yeah. I, I had something like that where um, uh, some guy, there was one comic here and he he always told me I looked like I had just come back from like a, a, a business meeting, uh-huh. like a ca- very casual business meeting. And I'm like, oh, OK, I guess that's what I look like. So I tried to joke about it and it like it was getting nothing, it was getting nothing on stage. And then I, got, I came off and I talked to this other buddy and uh, he's like, why were you saying that? You don't look a thing like that. And I'm like, okay, well, so. So I guess that isn't a thing. Yeah, I guess it's not a thing. I don't know. You got you to gotta figure out what your look is. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're talking to guys and girls or whatever that are doing the comedy, you have to, I think, realize that they're on a whole other level of introspection and analysis about the, about the material. Mm. I, you, you've certainly gotten this before where you've done a set it was so so or maybe not super reactive and but everybody came to see you and were like fuck that was great mm. and you're like really because there was i wasn't getting anything out there and like no man that was fucking brilliant it's because obviously it's the same as to me i guess like a band performing crowd may or may not get into it and you go back backstage and the other band's like dude that solo that solo was through the roof yeah but he's looking at it from a technician yeah there's a very big difference between uh, uh a comic that the audience likes in a comic who the other comics right, like. Right. And the trick is to be both. I think so. Unfortunately, with my personality, I'd rather be a comic who the comics like. Oh, <laughs> so really? that's not the yeah. best in terms of sales. Yeah. Being a comics comic doesn't yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, the, but then you get, uh, you know, 
the greats, everyone likes them. Well, not everyone. Right. I mean, you think about like the big comics. How many people do you think actually like Louis C.K.? Like as a person? Well, as like a comic. As a comic. Like there's 300 million people in the States. How many, how many of those do you think actually like his material? It's a good question. It's not a lot. You feel it's not like it's not like it's not it's not a hundred million for sure. Okay, like he doesn't get like Russell Peter numbers, is what you're saying, or I don't. Does Russell Peters have a hundred million followers? I think I think he's has a huge international following. Actually, yeah, he's doing like South Asia. He's been doing the Mm. same, pretty much the same material for like five six years. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same material, but it's the same shtick. Right, that's kind of what I mean. Like I get a pass to. To make racial jokes. Do, do they know which voice is his real voice there? Like, are they like, oh, he does a great Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no doubt that he's a, he's a very funny guy. But yeah. I'm saying is that there's a kind of a international appeal, uh, a, a numbers appeal to him. I think that guys like CK will never reach because that's not what they're in it for. Right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also not everyone's into comedy. True. Yeah. Just like not everyone's into music. Right. right, I feel like it explains a lot of the crappy top 40 stuff, right? Like the experience and the hype and the feel-good, easy buy-in level of it is more what a lot of those people are there for. And it, it's what I think frustrates, for instance, a music fan when they're like, Nickelback, like, what the fuck? Like, it, it's terrible. <laughs> Why did he keep packing arenas? Well, because that's not, they're not, may not necessarily be appealing to music lovers, right? Mm. They're appealing to people who just want that experience that feel good stuck in my nine to five emasculated rather <laughs> like that kind of feeling you know maybe that's what it is or this it's certainly not just a pure musician's appeal for sure because they're not even playing on that field yeah and i think uh but getting back to the like the, the appearance thing i think especially now in order to get any kind of comedic energy going and please feel free to disagree mm-hmm. with this there's a fair amount of like almost everybody has to do a little self-deprecation, right? It kind of comes with the territory. It can help. It right? can definitely help, especially if you're going to go after people. It definitely helps if you're going to go after yourself as well. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a great tool, particularly mm-hmm. with a shorter set. I would say yes, in order to make a connection, like yeah. oh, let's get this out of the way. You know, I look like this, or I look like that, right? Or yeah. poor man's this, or whatever. My car, I have a shitty car. I'm poor. But it kind of, and then it gives you a bit of license to make fun of other things because you got that out of the way, mm-hmm. right. right? You had the initial connection, and also that you're you're cool with making fun of yourself, and then they won't judge you as as harshly. You're right? making yourself one of the common folk, right? Right, <laughs> the common folk. I love that. Right, I get we're, 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 we're filming this in a castle right <laughs> That's now. Right. That's, That's right. <laughs> um, another drink, Jeeves. Um, yeah. Like the the reason I'm making that argument is then that's kind of my comment about like if you're like a six foot two shredded dude with great hair, great clothes, it seems like, like you're you obsessed don't really, with hair, right? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you're if you're doing your thing and you're you're up there and you kind of look like you you not too not losing at anything really ever, hmm. then I feel like maybe there the buy-in is a little bit harder, right? Because every time you're like complaining about something, people are like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, yeah. you you almost need to go after your looks in that case. You I think so? Your your writing either needs to be so insightful about, let's say, society somehow, or you need to talk about how your life isn't great just because you're attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good move. Yeah, 
or yeah. or saying like I look like this, but inside I'm not like this at all. Mm-hmm. But I get stereotyped, and and th- and that that's the thing because because people do get an image of you right off the bat, right? And it's like it's probably wrong, <laughs> you know? Right? It's probably wrong. Like, like, like you see you see the way that a person might dress, and uh, you immediately put them in like a socioeconomic class. And so if it's like higher up, if they're wearing a suit, it's like, oh, this person probably has money. Okay. They probably haven't gone through any hardships. And it's like, oh no, like I'm Batman. Both my parents were killed in an alley. Like this is, (laughs) this is, I've been through some shit. So you gotta, you gotta let people in on, on you a little bit or completely separate it and, and do like a danger field. Although that, that guy's not attractive either, was he? So <laughs> I can't get That's no true. respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you know, the entire set is about how amazing everything is, <laughs> right? That would be actually kind of funny if the right person could be like, "Man, yeah. I just I don't understand these people." Or it's just so over is. the top. Yeah. yeah, like I just chop it in, and uh, <laughs> you know how you get stuck in traffic sometimes. You know that, and like you're looking at a guy in the car. Like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have. Uh, I live in the just a twenty minute drive away. <laughs> On my Harley, I come down, and maybe my Harley depends how I feel. Maybe I, maybe I take the Porsche, <laughs> or that you went into the one like uh, profession where your looks don't help you, right? <laughs> you know, because exactly. you're a masochist. <laughs> how do you feel about that? The 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 other the other side of like okay, fully going to town on yourself and making that kind of like the focus. Well, it depends what it is. If it's something. There, there, there's a part of me that's like, fine, do it. And then let, let's say, let's say you're like morbidly obese and you have a lot of jokes about that. It's like, are you not losing weight just because you don't want to lose the 20 <laughs> minutes that you have? That's a good point. Because like that is just unhealthy and self-destructive. Yeah. So, you know, um, I know a lot of people uh, did, uh, you know, did uh, do jokes like that and then they die and it's like, well, they they could have lost weight. I know I know uh, Wayne Knight who played Newman on Seinfeld. He had that issue. Like he started to lose a bunch of weight, and they're like, "Yeah, bookings, you can't." The bookings you, were disappearing. They're like, "Yeah, you can't do this. Like you can't. You're oh, Newman. Shit. You have to be fat." That's and they're up. like, "What are you crazy? Like I'm dying here." That's fucked up. So yeah, yeah. That's the that's the exact quote. What are you crazy? I'm dying here. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Just... I can totally see that as being a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Ralphie Mays of the world and the the the, the, the chubby guys. Like if they Patrice uh, pass away from diabetes. from diabetes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then, and then if like you shrink down, you get an initial kind of clap, clap, clap. Oprah, uh, Doctor Phil moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's I thinking of? Artie, what's his name? Artie Lang. Artie Lang. I remember, I have this memory of Artie Lang on Matt TV. Uh, oh, making fuck, a, yeah, he was on that. Right. So he was like huge for for years. Yeah. And then he disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he came back on the show and he was hosting it. And he showed up at the beginning in the, like he had this big jumpsuit on and he's like doing jokes. And in the middle of his jokes, he's like, wait a second, guys, I got something to show you. And then he just tears off his suit and it turns out he had like a fake fat suit on and he had actually shed like a hundred pounds. Really? Yeah. And he just tears off like the neck piece and the thing. And it was a great bit. Like he just, everyone realizes he's like 170 pounds now huh. and the crowd went crazy. But then like, I felt there was an immediate drop off after that. <laughs> he was the resident fat dude. Right. And now you're like, okay, that was great. Good for your health. But now what? it's like, we don't know who you are as a person. Right, because mm. you've yeah. been about that for so long, yeah. or uh, 
It's true. That that's that must be that's a horrible predicament. Yeah, it is. It is. I just start writing more, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Writing and exercising, I guess. Yeah, or get two. some great prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. So you can stay, so you can, you know, like uh, Battlestar Galactica, you could stay fat, but not actually have to do the crazy method gaining of uh, 100 pounds uh-huh. for those three episodes. Mm. <laughs> and then like going to diabetic shock. Yeah. And never walk straight again. Yeah. Christian Bale, I'm looking at you. Uh, that guy uh, who plays Mac on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Where he did the fat Mac thing and he, he gained like 100 pounds. He legit. Yeah, it was oh. uh, it was scary, but he did it just for the just for the comedy. Yeah, and then he lost it again. That's it was, dedication. It was weird. Yeah, Danny DeVito offered to actually do the same thing <laughs> to try to put on weight, and they're like, "No, man, it's, <laughs> not, it's too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. you kill yourself. We, we can't be the ones that killed Danny DeVito." <laughs> I think the only thing that can sort of buy you a, like a like a this was worth it feeling is like I said, the Christian Bale like machinist. That Which was, was terrific. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, I never saw it, but I've seen like ca- uh, stills like of stills the movie. Of it? Yeah, it's, it's you could see his ribs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he did it. It made a splash. Probably repercussions on his health because he was jumping right back into Batman after that. So not only did he have to regain the weight, but he had to get buff hmm. after like emaciating himself completely yeah. down. But the sad ones is when you see someone do that and like it's for nothing. Like, uh, what was that? What's that show? Arrow, which okay. is like your standard, you know, Coca-Cola TV sort of like low buy-in um, show. And one of the characters on it, who's not even like a very super interesting character, at some point, like you jump to the next season and she's like, she looks like she's about to keel over thin. Really? And I thought, I was like, I immediately, I was like, you know, we do this now. We Wikipedia while we're watching the yeah, show. yeah. yeah. He's like, where did I see this guy before? Or was is that the brother of this actor? Or whatever? so I'm like checking online, like for some illness or something <laughs> that might have hit her because it was that weird thing. Huh. And um, after some reading, I found out that she was just trying to go method because on the show she's supposed to have sustained an injury or whatever. Oh, but the show changes plot points like every ten minutes. It's yeah. so low. Okay. So, uh, uh, short attention spanny, where like within the one season, the person will have been a vigilante uh, in a wheelchair, yeah, soap opera style. Yeah, yeah. They're just, so like it had absolutely no impact except to make people go like, "Oh, <laughs> was she sick?" <laughs> yeah. Everyone's googling like actress name plus AIDS plus cancer plus oh, right. So that's that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, being stuck in that, I don't know. So you do you think because you said okay. We're talking about the bodily fluids. You're like, yeah, that it's sort of low on the creative yeah. aspect as far as you. you yeah. Know. Well, I mean, it does take it does take a, a strong person to make fun of themselves, right? Um, which is, I, I don't know the psychology behind it, but maybe that's why people accept it more that that you're going to make fun of other people now. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I just wonder if there's a limit. I think you can you can overdo it, right? Like you um, you find this a lot with uh, Jewish jokes right, right. Like the, the entire thing is just what oh, it's like being a jew right because i'm a jew, jew overweight jew. Uh, stuff like that yeah i think it can be overdone i mean it's, i think it's cool to do some of it mm-hmm. maybe as you're you know newer to it you can lean a bit more into that but i usually look forward to switching it up a little bit so that it's not entirely that 100 percent right. of the time yeah 
But I, I, I almost can't blame someone for riding that wave because hmm. like when I started this thing out, I almost I very deliberately like didn't want to do any ethnic jokes. Hmm. I would be like, can I be that ethnic dude up there that's just not doing accents, yeah. not doing this Sugar Sammy thing, not doing the Russell Peters thing? Can I just literally not talk about this at all and just go up there like any other comic and do my thing? But here and there, some some aspect of my like ethnicity would slip in. And it whenever, comes through. Whenever I do it, I never get laughs like when I make fun of my skin color, mm. which yeah. is both sad and... And well, people are judgy by nature, and you're almost giving them permission to be judgy. Right. Right. Or, or you're at least answering the question that might be in the back of their mind that's stopping them from, from being part of the, like engaging fully in, in, in your performance. Right. So I, I think that's another reason why it kind of works. It, like it, it breaks up the tension a little bit? Right. And it just maybe just takes that out of the equation so that they're not in the back of their mind going like... Well, Mexican? here's if if I if I can give you some Hollywood advice, yeah. you got to get lighter or darker. It's got to be one of the two. You're in that weird area where people are just like they're ruined by the show. They're like, "What the fuck is he? What like, what's is he? Yeah. going on? He's not Indian. He's not he's not one of us white people. Right. <laughs> you know." So yeah, yeah. yeah. you've had that your whole life, anyway. So that's well, not, that's not new. Everyone's kind of like, I'm almost trying. I'm almost thinking of Hola. going a little bit in the <laughs> in the other direction, okay. which is to in fact play up the fact that. I am actually half white, mm. very white on one side. Yeah. Catholic European white. Okay. But that's, nobody can see that, right? <laughs> nobody sees that. They don't even consider it. Yeah. Uh, it must, they're just trying to figure out what the brown part is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm not offended by that. That's just the world. I mean, if I were in, I don't know, uh, Tehran doing these jokes, they'd be like, he doesn't look quite fully brown what's, mm. what's going on there right people love putting people into categories and when you don't fit into I do. the category yeah. then it's just like does not compute does not compute right but there's not necessarily a maliciousness behind that no. mm. I but i also i think what made me nervous about that about going there is again i'm not shitting on guys like peters and uh, sugar sammy but whenever i've watched their shows i f look at the crowd reaction and, and i feel like almost they create a safe space for people to laugh inappropriately at others, uh, you know, like at stereotypes. You know? Oh, okay. So so you don't like the type of laughter that those guys are getting? I don't like the fact that these guys might be kind of doubling down on the fact that they have, I guess, uh, a pass card because they're mm. other to, to say things that are a little bit maybe damaging. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that certain people might be coming to their shows because they can come and laugh at racist stuff hmm. as opposed to seeing the nuance and understanding that this is about like we all have our weird quirks. Yeah. Cultural, right? I feel like there might be a, a kind of like, oh, let's go. Like whenever Sammy's in town, right? Sure, there's Montrealers to go and stuff, but there's a big, big contingent of like small town and, and suburban people that, that, that drive down to see him. And those people generally don't have that much exposure to other cultures as, 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 as a rule, just by nature of geography. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to I trust that there's a group of people that are just like, oh, well, you know what? This dismystifies a bunch of stuff and it's funny. But when I see someone going on for like 20 minutes about like, hey, so where are my terrorists at? You know, 
you got, you're a terrorist, right? Where do you work? You work there? Yeah, you're a terrorist. <laughs> and I can do this because I'm ambiguously racial. <laughs> yeah, right? that's uh, apparently what kind of um, caused Chappelle to go off the rails a bit. Because I think he was trying to do satire and the, the whole idea of like, oh, if we make fun of it, then, you know, it, we take the power away from it. But mm-hmm. then he realized that there were some people that were watching that satire and he was actually reinforcing these. These arming some, racists. Some of these. Right. Yeah. Like racial stereotypes. So I don't know if that's actually it's true. It's a concern. I, I certainly see it's it a as a double edged sword for yeah. sure. Right. It's a tough one. I, I guess you can't think too much about it. But no, um, I mean, there's always going to be uh, idiots out there that are going to take whatever you say the wrong way. Right. Mm. And at the end of the day, how responsible are you for what someone thinks? The, the only thing I can do as a comic is to try to write as clearly as I can what my point is. Like, let's say I had a, a, a point about race. I had a joke about race. Do you do, you do any of that stuff? Um, n- race? N- well, actually, no, I do. I do. I have a bit about um, how uh, some woman told me that I wasn't white. Oh, right. Yes, I yeah, call that joke. Because yeah, Greeks yeah. are in a very weird space where uh, browner people see me as white, but like really white people see me as brown. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's very subjective, it seems like. Right. And it's like the categories you were talking about before, like mm-hmm. what does this person fit into? Right. Yeah. Well, Greece is literally the place where white people turn brown. Like it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's, it's the Claremont Street. Right? That's actually what it says on the sign as you drive into Greece, <laughs> right. where white people turn brown. Yeah, welcome to Greece. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, no, so I do. Uh, all I can do is be very clear about what I mean by that. And if someone wants to think I'm racist, I don't know how I'm supposed yeah. to stop them. Yeah, uh, fair enough. You know, fair so enough. it's uh, uh, some, something I sort of got out of my system fairly early on. Is this as long as I'm trying to be responsible about it, if I can be responsible enough to myself, I'll let people think yeah, whatever they want to think. You sleep well at night. Yeah, I think that's the most you can do. Yeah. Because you'll drive yourself crazy either one way or become uh, uh, ignorant in the others. I mean, if everyone is yelling at me, though, like if all the comics come and say like, hey, that was really bad, then I probably need to look at things. And, right. But right. then I probably have no self-awareness at that point, <laughs> so I should probably just kill myself. So. I feel like that's a bit too. <laughs> the the, the yeah. not self-aware comic. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. Yeah, you kind of I think in everything you kind of have to find this balance between listening but not too much. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. listening to like the right people and just just kind of drowning out the the the, the noise. Mm-hmm. Have you run into uh, some of like the the PC element? Oh yeah. Like Oh, uh, tell us about that. Oh, okay. Definitely. There was a um, a joke that I put out on Facebook uh, to well last last winter I guess in December of uh, 2015 I guess it would be about uh, is basically about a, a woman putting makeup on the bus okay. okay and that set off a shitstorm apparently oh yeah yeah that set off a huge shitstorm. Um, and didn't garner me a lot of points. It was weird. It was weird to see um, the reaction. And I, I get it. Some people don't don't like the joke. Um, no one personally asked me about what the joke meant. No comics came up to me and said, hey, what did that joke mean? They just went off on me on Facebook. The comics did? Oh, yeah. The comics went oh, after really? me hard. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The tribe fucking tore you up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then I even know the thing that surprised me the most about that was the whole fear aspect that got put into it because I know people 
that either said, well, I wasn't, I thought it was a funny joke, but I'm not going to like it on Facebook. Or one of my buddies told me why well, I did like it, but I was so new to the scene when I saw everyone get angry at you, like I unliked it because <laughs> I didn't want any part of that. Like I'm the peer pressure. got. Yeah. Them, the yeah. peer pressure got to them. So it's like, is this, you want to have a discussion maybe, or do you want to bully people? Like it just seemed yeah, very um, weird to me. Well, that, I mean, if anyone that has a public sort of persona, I, I've experienced this personally without before comedy. And I've also experienced it with conversations with people that I know in show business mm -hmm. where I have certain conversations with them, you know, around the campfire. Uh, but they bring another kind of, they have like a public persona online mm. and suddenly they quickly shy away from anything that's controversial. Yeah. And it go, comes back to what you were saying, Richard, the virtue signaling thing where some people, when they take exception to you and it's kind of out of the blue, it has less to do with them actually having taken offense and more about like, I'm one of the good ones. Like ah. they're kind of yelling that out yeah. to the world so that no one might go, that they might not get any bad press as a result. Mm, it gotcha. doesn't actually have to. Like anything. not me. I'm not with this guy. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. very clear that I'm not with this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they haven't right. even actually necessarily even engaged what you said and analyzed it. They're just like, oh, danger. Yeah. Danger, mm. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Then they clearly want to go like, hey, hey. Hey, not a rapist, not a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a racist. Yeah. It's part of your brand. Uh -huh. Yeah. Your social media brand. And he, while I find that me very, sorry. I was just say you can find a joke funny and not be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's. But it's getting harder. It's getting harder because there's it, it, there's all this online element of creating your persona that comes into it. Mm -hmm. And therefore that place is a very volatile it's at once a incredibly personal space where everybody just, you know, shoots up from the hip. But then now we've appointed certain values and juries and executioners and things like that. And if you don't know what you're doing, if you go on, most people that get massacred online, and we see this with celebrities every day, are people who think that it's cool. You could talk like you talk to people, right? Mm. Mm. And they'll just shoot something off that in a club or on the street or at a podcast be like, yeah, it's fucking funny. Yeah. But uh, non-context uh, outrage, it, it attracts the outrage. Yeah. So have yeah. you uh, heard of this uh, new documentary? I think it came out like last year, but they're kind of doing like the circuit. I don't think it's actually been released um, publicly yet. It's called uh, Can We Take a Joke? Okay, and it has. I think like, I may have heard about this. It's got some of like all the big comedians in there, uh, like uh, Chris Rocks of the. Of this the is a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary, okay. uh, talking about sort of the recent phenomenon where there are certain things that you can't joke about, like like they don't play um, university campuses yeah. anymore, right? Because yeah. the nothing is funny anymore. Right. Everything's off limits. Anything that's even could be construed in any way to be. Um, like a microaggression or right. whatever. So uh, I'm I'm very excited to see that movie. It looks like it's going to be very good. Well, it's definitely an imp I think it needs to be addressed. Well, you know, it, it's it's the question like is is sort of PC, PC culture compatible with comedy, right? Like is it Right. But non-PC too. Cuz what what's interesting now is what's happening is wait, at at, at first that becomes a problem, right? As you go to a university, you're doing your jokes, it used to be kind of everyone got into that frosh week mood and you couldn't wait to get like a Conan O'Brien doing your commencement speech mm. or have your favorite like smutty comedian come down and you feel like an adult 
you know, because you're getting to watch this in universe, right? Yeah. Then it slowly went to the dark side with like the various protester groups waiting outside and like waiting to see which one gets to go in and shout first, which one is offended first. Like that's where we're now, right? Yeah. Where they're all standing there with their signs and they're like, oh, you say woman, you say trans, you say whatever. And they, no, no, we won't go, right? And everything blows up. <laughs> but now you have this post-Trump thing that's coming too, where the other side is also making comedy difficult. Mm-hmm. Where pre-Trump election, uh, even though most comedians try to stay apolitical, doing Trump jokes was fair game. Yeah, of course. The guy's right? ridiculous. Even now, but at the pre his election, sure. it was totally fair game. And now that he's in, it apparently is awoken like this beast. Ah. Uh, and if you even take one shot at Trump in certain cities, people get booed. Will... Yeah, Wanda Sykes got it hard. I think I saw a video where she called him a racist and just booze, booze. I think it ruined her whole set. She's like, come on. <laughs> like you're Guys. fighting the crowd. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like people are getting up like, that'll be enough of that. Right. <laughs> and like we've sat here, listened to these jokes about Republicans. and Well, this far, no further. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm here to do jokes, guys. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. booked by the bar. I'm not here to like shit on you. But it's a it's a weird time. It's, it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird uh, idea of, of taking sides. I've right. always thought that sides are a very odd thing. Like there are certain. I, I hate I hate be, being labeled and put into a category. Like um, I remember I was talking with this guy on the street trying to raise funds for for Greenpeace, and uh, I mean I consider myself environmentally conscious, but I told him the reason I'm not going to donate to Greenpeace is because I don't get to choose everything that they do, you know. And he's like, "Well, if we do something that you like, like pull your funding then if you want." And I'm like, "I'm not going to wait that long." Hmm. And then what happened about like two or three months after, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but they were protesting something in like South America. Greenpeace was? Uh, yeah. I can't remember where the Nazca lines. Is it in Peru or something? Somewhere around there. You know what it is? These huge like salt drawings that they have on the on the salt flats there that you can see from like the sky. These drawings only make sense from the sky. It's like mm-hmm. a UNESCO heritage site. And... Uh, Pretty much while Greenpeace was protesting and writing whatever they were writing, they they fucked up these Nazca lines. Like they've ruined a piece of human history. While mm. trying to protect it? Well, yeah, while trying to send out a message or something. Right. Yeah, and it's like that's exactly why I won't give you money because you guys... Are people. Yeah, maybe people. because you guys are people. And, and just saying that you're an environmentalist or whatever, it doesn't mean that we have the same ideas on everything. Mm. You know, it's it's a way to maybe summarize some, some ideas, but you call yourself, uh, 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 you know, I only deal with like NDP or liberals yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like you're it's really tribal. limiting yourself. Yeah, you see it all the time. I remember one time coming out of the subway and it was so cartoonish. There's like this couple of kids hanging around uh, the, the proletariat. Yeah, they're like a new communist, new young communists blah 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 new hip communist <laughs> yeah this guy was the total package 20 right? <laughs> something the beard uh, the neck beard the glasses he had the little uh, like uh, like ethnic hat on the okay. scarf yeah and he's got his little pamphlets with the sickle and hammer on it yeah and uh marxist marxist yeah, something marxist leninist that's it yeah there's a very strong marxist uh, unapologi- unapologetic. unapologetically marxist element on right. campus these days and normally I just walk right by those guys, right? Because and I, I and again I should joke about this, but uh, there are major advantages to being ethnic. 
in those situations, mm-hmm. right? That fear you resent usually where people cross the street, you're like there, they just don't, one out of three times they'll talk to you. The rest are like, oh, I just, I don't know what he is. I'm just going to let him go. <laughs> I love, the, my favorite, sorry to veer off here, but the, my favorite is confusing the shit out of those black black Muslim brotherhood guys. Because one out of tw- two times, those you know, those guys with the... Oh, yeah, the bow ties. Bow ties and the, and the uh, black power, uh, like news, yeah, yeah, news, yeah. newspapers. One out of two times, like, if my hair is really short, they'll kind of like, they'll be like a squint. <laughs> And the guy will make like a half step and then be like, nah, 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 he's not. <laughs> nah, and I, he's not keep, one of us? Is that I, what it yeah, is? Yeah, I keep, like, he's like not sure if he's supposed to give me one. Like, hey, bro- brother, brother, <laughs> brother. Um, and I keep hoping that they'll work the courage up to tell me, to ask me, at which point I can tell them I'm not black, but I'm from Africa, and then watch their face like completely contort. Yeah. As, as they're like, oh, yeah, Egypt is in Africa. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Marxist Leninist kid. Yes, don't usually stop to talk to these guys, but for once, I'm just like, hey, buddy, let's hear what you got to say. So he goes into a spiel. I, I bet it was a lot. He was like, he wasn't aggressive, which is what I liked. I think I got, okay. I kind of got a vibe that he wasn't going to start like spitting in my face right away. So he's like, yeah, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, have you ever been to a communist country? No, you're too young for that. You probably, you haven't seen communist. He's like, no, no, but I read a lot. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, I was born in a communist country and uh, I lived a few years in uh, communist Romania. And uh, I remember some of the communist stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Really? Oh, I'd love your insight. And uh, he's, he's almost like giving me the, the <laughs> yeah. card to, to come to one of his like workshops. I'm like, mm. I said, I just have one comment. And I said, I have a problem with your sickle and hammer here. He's like, oh, well, why is that? I'm like, well. You, do you think there's a problem possibly with you guys trying to bring back this idea and using the symbol of the biggest failure of <laughs> said system, the most atrocious, horrific, live, this, like devastating genocidal example of that? Like you really, I think you guys are kind of fucking yourself over putting this thing. He just like kind of looked at me and he was like trying to go into his standard responses and explain, well, no, no, well, actually the thing is, at the base of it, it's a good item. I'm like, no, dude, no. This symbol here, the only reason you're putting this on your paper is because there was no communism here. If you walked around with this symbol in Europe, especially in the countries that were occupied mm-hmm. by communist Russia, mm-hmm. good luck with that. Okay? I'm like, so if you really believe in this Marxist-Leninist stuff, like step one, rebranding time. Okay? <laughs> Drop the scarf. Drop the weird Soviet shit that you have no idea what you're talking about. And come to me with the basic idea that could possibly work if we actually work together. Maybe like a logo of Ivan Drago or something. That- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That would have been more responsive. <laughs> yeah. Like a Buddy Jesus rebranding <laughs> of, of communism. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a cool symbol to you, but that's you don't know. You clearly don't know what that fucking thing represents. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, all this to say is that uh, my ultimate thought is always what you kind of came to was like, I can't fully get on board with this because despite of your hats and your, your, your weird capes or whatever it is that you're bringing, you're people. Yeah. And people are fuck-ups. <laughs> and they're inconsistent. <laughs> and they yeah. don't agree on shit. Yeah. So you're, you're great. Cool story, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Same problem we have with charities. Right? Sure. Someone could specifically tell you, like, they're helping these kinds of people in this situation. You're like, I fucking feel strongly about that. We should help those people. 
but we also do a bunch of other stuff and you're like mm, like what yeah and then it gets murkier and 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 uh, on the on the if you want to look at it going the other way i guess if if you can call it that it's like if i labeled myself as like a conservative like people have a notion of what that means now so they will maybe think i hold certain ideas that i don't hold I need to agree with all conservative yeah. ideals to be called a conservative. Like it's, it's super very, limiting. Yeah, it is very limiting. Yeah, it's it's actually horrible. Yeah, uh, if you're any type of free thinking person, I just like talking to people. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's yeah. see what this person has to say. I like I'm conservative on this issue, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm a little bit more liberal on that issue. Yeah, and frankly, calling yourself an ist or whatever is to me a little frightening. Because to me, that suggests that you're either informed and willfully accepting everything under that banner, in which case that's very, that's very disconcerting. Mm. The odds of that are very low. Or you're a joiner. Yeah. In which case you can't be trusted. Because <laughs> yeah. you just want a place to go on Thursday nights. Exactly. You might exactly. not actually buy into Your it. life's so horrible that you have nothing else to do but try to find a group yeah. to join. Yeah, it's your it's your it's your Thursday night game or whatever. It's your hangout on the weekend. It's yeah. your it's your club. Yeah. And you get the feeling in a lot of cases that especially when you see those mega churches like packed with the old half half dead people uh, being preached to. Oh, by some yeah, like the dude. scam one. Yeah. You 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 look over that crowd and the guy could be reciting MC Hammer lyrics and people would just be like with their hands in the air amening, right? Like half of them I don't or think Hammer are, had some like hot tunes back in the 90s man (laughs) and to be fair he did become a reverend after yeah i told you man religion it's where you go when you show show business wise where you fucked everything up you can become a reverend good to know for the future yeah Uh, i don't know if that works in canada but i'd have to see but uh, that's pretty much the hollywood squares of careers (laughs) but yeah you, you whenever they shoot to the crowd there's a fair bit of like just like i'm just i just i'm with my friends Mm. And uh, that's hum- that's humanity for you, you know. It's tribal. Like we're, yeah, yeah. We're tribal creatures. We want to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves, right? But I mean, and if we accepted that, misplaced. right? If we if we acknowledged and uh, owned up to our fuck up nature, and and someone when someone puts a mic in your face on the street and goes like, "So, what do you think about the new legislation?" and you'd be like, "I don't know. It sounds great, but it probably means more money out of my pocket and." Uh, so I voted for this guy. I still trust him, but I hate his policies on that. Like, they don't want to hear that opinion. <laughs> yeah. They don't know where to put that. Uh-huh. Just look at the... Ex- you ever been stopped on the street by a news channel or got a... Yeah, I remember uh, when I was at uh, UVic, uh, one of the um, reporters uh, came to me. I recognized her from, from TV. And she's like, yeah, apparently some... Uh, well, she didn't phrase it like this, but she's like, yeah, someone uh, killed themselves who was a student here. Do you know this person? I'm like, no, but thanks for breaking the news to me like that. Like, what, the, what happens if I did and this is how I found out? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you just break down? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, one time at, uh, at CJEP, I, I I stayed all night because I I'd fucked up and I forgot about a due date. Okay. So I worked all night. Yeah. And, and I'm like buzzing. I'm hallucinating tired. Mm-hmm. And I just like pushed the door open to leave Dawson. And a mic just gets stuck in my face, and there's like a camera crew there, and I'm like, "Oh, hello!" Like, "Hi!" So I think it was around the time they released the new pack cigarette packs with the okay, yeah, yeah. organs and shit, yeah, and barbed tar box and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like, so what do you think about this? 
And because I was so tired, I delivered this incredibly concise and brief, really like really sharp, astute response to it, which I can't do when I'm normal. Like it's go on and on, <laughs> yeah. as you can hear. And I said something like, uh, well, I understand the move on the government's part. Um, they're trying to discourage smoking, but I find it hypocritical because they're collecting so much tax money off of it. And I think ultimately what this is going to contribute to is people collecting them all. Like it's, they're going to, <laughs> people are going to start collecting all the horrific images. It's going to become a fad. Yeah. The, the, the chick cracked up. The cameraman was like trying to hold on to this camp. They had a huge laugh and I was like super satisfied with myself. And then they looked at each other. And we're like, we can't use that. And they just moved on. <laughs> we, we can't use the truth. Like they loved it, but they're like, this is too, this takes like, you need to this is like unpack what he just said. Yeah. And that's not man in the street. And you're like, gas prices are too high. Yeah. <laughs> it's killing me. I don't know. I gotta drive. I got kids. I got shoes. <laughs> like that's the kind He's of got shoes. If, if anything's more this guy sounds like a success. <laughs> if there's anything more uh you know, layered than that, then they're just like, boop, that's not the business we're in. Yeah. I don't know. So people can't handle it. Uh where can we see you, man? Where, where, what, what do you got coming? Uh, coming up, I got um, a couple shows uh, coming up at the uh, end of the month. The uh, 27th, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's the Monday. I'm going to be in Ottawa at uh, Absolute Comedy there. Um, I hear it's a good crowd. Yeah, like it's a crazy. It's, it's one of those crowds where, as a comic, you need to do it every once in a while just to lift yourself it's up an uplifter yeah from all like the grumpies nights that you happen in Montreal You're not the here. first person to tell me that <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's a good ego boost that's uh-huh. it's you can only eat shit for so long <laughs> um 28th i'm back in montreal doing um caffeine cafe great great uh, menu yeah it's a really good room Amor and dylan have uh have turned it out nice the artisanal comedy mm-hmm. hour right? yeah Although, to be perfectly honest, uh, Dylan's a buddy of mine, and I don't think he had a lot of work put into it. <laughs> I think he just helps run the show. <laughs> um, uh, Dylan's the dude with the glasses, right? Uh, yeah, he usually wears glasses. Kind of a dark, taller... Dark hair. Uh, I anyway, it's him this. and Amir. Like, yeah. We've had Amir on, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah. that's a great room. All right. Yeah, that's, so that's really the, good which, What date is that? That's the 28th. 28th, okay. That's the, the Tuesday, yeah. And then uh, after that, I'm actually going to uh, Vancouver in March. That's so cool. I'm trying to book a bunch of dates between like the 5th and the 15th. So uh, I'm guessing this is based on like uh, sort of um, stomping ground because you went there in your, to university. Um, no way. My sister lives in uh, Vancouver. Oh, okay. So yeah. So going to spend some time with her. I haven't seen her in a while. I don't and, know anything about the comedy scene there. What's that like? Uh, I don't know. So I've no clue. I've it. heard. I I got. Um, do you know uh, Amr Singh here? Uh, I know. I th- feel like I've heard him. Yeah. But anyway, he's originally from Vancouver, and okay. uh, he uh, he's told me it's stronger than here. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna see what's up, and uh, hopefully get a few gigs. Yeah. You know, if anyone, uh, I don't know how many listeners you have in Vancouver, but uh, tons. Yeah. It's mostly Vancouver. Yeah. It's mostly Vancouver. <laughs> so if anyone's there and they, uh, I'll be posting them uh, to Twitter the dates that I'll be doing. So are you twittering? You doing that? Yeah, I usually post like quick links through there at Thanos Mick T H A N O S M I C. So uh, yeah, same thing on uh, on Instagram. But the dates will all be on uh, on Twitter. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, well, anyone listening to this, uh, definitely check 
check out Thanos, man. He's uh, he's one of the good ones. Uh, Appreciate it. Heckler story or child bully story? You mean me? I wasn't a bully. You mean me getting bullied? Either or. A heckler story or a child bullying story. It's kind of a theme that we sometimes come back to. We've had some great bully stories. Jesus. <laughs> great bully stories. Bully story. Or heckler. That's either way. So I'm trying to think of... Uh... You've been heckled. Has that happened? Has anyone taken issue? Probably. I just, uh, I think I blocked them out. They all just turn into one bad experience in my mind. <laughs> okay. But I did, I guess it, he wasn't really a bully, but I can't even remember what happened exactly, what precipitated it. But for some reason, it was me and these two other guys. It was like grade seven. Uh-huh. And... Uh, you we, remember his name? It's it's Tyler Cronk. <laughs> all right, Tyler. People uh, always remember the name, yeah. by the way. Well, no, he was actually a, a, a decent guy. I, I was never like that close with him, but he was always we were always friends. Uh, aside from this one time, I don't know what the hell happened. But um, <laughs> it was me and my buddy Jay, who I'm still friends with. And we were there trying to set something up, I think, like on recess. We had some project to do or something. And I can't remember what I said, but I pissed Tyler right off. So we're about like 12 years old. And all of a sudden, Tyler's like right in my face and he's got me pushed up against a wall and he's basically choking me, right? Classic locker bully move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's choking me. And I don't know how I remained so calm, but I just kept asking him like, Tyler, what's up? Like, what's what's the problem? What's going on? Like while he's choking me, right? So he's, he's trying to uh, just like be all aggressive and I'm not having any of it. And I just kept asking him what the problem was. Was he like raging, or he, he was, was to... he was pretty raging? Okay, you you it, said something like I don't even remember. How does it feel to peak at twelve? <laughs> <laughs> it's the high point of your life. I can't remember what I said exactly, but it's something that set him off. But then once I just kept questioning him on what the problem was, I think he realized how stupid the aggression was, and he just kind of. And how weak it, his 12-year-old hands were. <laughs> he couldn't even block off your windpipe. He couldn't even you, choke another 12-year-old. Like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing here? <laughs> so, and then, oh, and then, and then uh, a follow-up to that is he had pushed me right up against this display that the teacher had made. Right? It was like uh, made out of like uh, construction paper, you know, mm-hmm. like the green stuff that you used to. Crystal boards. Whatever. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So when he had pushed me into it, it had left a huge dent. So... Next time we saw it after we came in after lunch or something, like we noticed that the teacher had rearranged everything to cover up this giant <laughs> dent in the display without any reason for why she had done it. But just the three of us knew <laughs> what what, what the secret was. So that was uh, we had a chuckle about that after. Uh, those are formative years. And uh, I don't yeah. know how the bully stories got started, but everyone remembers the name. If they were bullied, they remember the name. If there was a bully, they remember the name. In in his defense, he wasn't a bully. It was just that one that one time he uh, that one time he went off. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also. I think when we were in grade three, he fought the entire grade one class. So that's a whole other <laughs> at once <laughs> at once. They all they all. Swore. I think it was just the guys though. So it just uh, that's a, they, that, they all swarmed him and he was just fighting. Them. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. That. He was the badass. He used to fight kids older than him too, okay. and he used to win. Was he short or was he big He's or a bit medium? He was a bit taller than me. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he was just fucking tough as nails. He had a he had a he had a rage in him. Yeah, he'd be doing MMA now if he'd been born uh, ten years later. I admire the like organizational skills of those grade one. I know, I know. Yeah, now it's like something you see in a video game. (laughs) Yeah, especially I. I mean, 
the idea of swarming is relatively new, <laughs> right? The, the the cliches are kind of like the Seagal, like every bad guy waits for his turn to get his arms broken. <laughs> so like, like a concentrated effort uh, yeah. is pretty impressive. I'm just yeah. like thinking of like eight-year-olds with trumpets, like... Bah, bah. <laughs> Light the just beacons. Drumming. Yeah, the, the elves, no. the elves, they came. <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> For Mordor, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would have happened if they would have like defeated him. Like, what they take his powers, they eat him and take his powers. Maybe. I don't know what happens. Well, I don't know, but if I'm in the group and there's this guy and everyone's swarming him and he's he's still walking in our direction, I'd be like, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be that guy that got the because you know, he has to make every strike count, right? <laughs> he's not jabbing anybody. Yeah. It's mutai all the way because <laughs> he's got to keep everyone. So yeah, you don't want to be that guy, and yeah. that's uh, that's uh, that's fundamental, uh, you know, gang fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. for all the marbles. Well, it is. And at the time, it was probably yeah, literally was, for all the exactly. marbles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the most valuable thing. The that actual marbles. Right? Yeah, man. That's great. Oh, there's some good ones well thanos uh this is the time just flew by man yeah pleasure you thanks for come, having me you have to come back and i would love to hang out with us yeah is there anything else you'd like to plug or talk about before uh um uh, i'll be uh if you keep uh, posted to uh there's this uh podcast that i work with called the body of evidence that i'll be doing some work for sometime this month i don't know when when they'll get the uh, the episode up but it's mm-hmm. uh, it'll be uh, i think that's the weed episode What's the vibe? What's the the premise of the? the oh well, they the they they're usually like a science medicine type podcast. They try to look at uh, different topics that come up in health and science and like benefits um, of like marijuana. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Okay. yeah. Uh, and uh, so they kind of get me to do like a man on the street type thing, go interview people, and uh, yeah. So um, you have fun with it. Yeah, I try to have fun with it. Sometimes sometimes it gets kind of dark because it's people's health. Right. Like we had one where it was like me just talking to people, whether they go to see doctors or not. And the guy's like, yeah, I've been on a waiting list for five years to have a doctor. And it's like, how do you make this funny? Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> depressed in Quebec because they don't have doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as I teach, right? Uh, it's kind of my side gig. And uh, you have to bring up topics in class. You yeah. Know, and, and you always think the doctor visit sounds like great on paper as an idea. For, uh-huh. But then you realize you're in Quebec. And then shit goes dark real fast. Yeah. Like I'm way still waiting for a kidney, you know. And, and you're like, oh, oh. Anyways, <laughs> the Trump election, <laughs> Hyperloop, anything help? Cool, man. All right. So uh, look out for the shows. We'll post the links. We'll uh, we'll make sure to annotate all. Thank that you stuff. very much. Thanks for coming out, Thanos. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.